Okay, so Shalom Ubracha. Some insights in Parashat Be'alotcha, because that's the Parasha in Chutz Laaretz. But we're in the middle of the week, so Tshayich for Eretz Yisrael and Chutz Laaretz. So in the Parasha, you have the two nuns, which are reversed. Right before Vayi, Bin So Aaron, Vayomu Moshe, two nuns reversed. There's a whole thing in the post scheme how it's reversed. Rashi says you reverse the nuns and also flip it upside down. That's why in some Chumashim, you see the nun is not just flipped back, reversed, but it's also standing on the head, okay? There's the big balagan in the poskim, you know, if it's considered to make a sefer Torah pasol. If you write it the wrong way, the marashal is very machme, says you don't write anything. Don't write any nun. So what do you do? There's an opinion that the nun from binso you take out of the sefer Torah. It's crazy, the poskim, okay? The maiseh, by the welt, everyone, Sfardim, Ashkenazim, Hasidim, normally, they write the noon, but just reverse like that. That's how everyone does it today, okay? But it was a big, big machloket in Poskima and Rishonim, Achronim, etc. Okay. So now, the famous question why? Why these two nunim there, and why reversed? So, the Gemara in Shabbos, it's page Kuf Tet Vav, Kuf Tet Zay. So 115, 116. They bring two opinions what this noon is. Rashi brings the first opinion. Rashi brings in the Chumash that it's la hafri de ben puranut, the puranut. Right before Vaibin Saron is the parsha that they're about to leave, and Moshe tells his father-in-law Yitro, Nosim Anachnu, and it says that the Jews, after spending a year minus ten days by Har Sinai, they, they arrived in Har Sinai, Rosh Chodesh Sivan. The next year. On Kaf Er, they left the first Nesia from Har Sinai. So, what was the Puranut? So, the Gemara says that they ran, Rashi brings down like a Tinok Sheboyach Mehabit Sefer, like a child who's okay, let's get home already, you know. He's like, quick to, to, to leave already. So, that's how they left. It's considered a Puranut because it's considered a Pagam that, you know, you're, you're, you're in Ganeden, you're learning Torah all year round and everything. And you're so anxious, this is the Pshad, which there's a question on it. You're so anxious to leave fast, that's considered a Puranot. But we ask ourselves, what's the, what's the problem? We'll go into this, Hashim, okay? That's what the first thing the Gemara says in, in Masakat Chabas. Second thing is Rabbeinu HaKadosh, Rabbi Yudan Asi. He says, no way, He uses an expression, this is not the right explanation. What is the right explanation? That Pashut, there's not Chamisha, five books in the Chumash. There's seven. The Pasuk says, Chatzva, Amudeha, Shiva. There's seven pillars. So where's the seven Svarim? Bereshit, Shmot, Vayikra, three Svarim. The break of the Nun Nun to make Vaibin Soaron separated is to teach you that it's a Sefer in itself. So that means in Bamidbar, there's now three Svarim. There's from Parshat Bamidbar until Vaibin Soaron. There's Vaibin Soaron, which is only 60 something. Uh, uh, words or letters even okay it's so it's so it's the shortest parasha they say in the chumash and then from after right whatever it says there and then that's from there, there to the end of bamidbar so that's bamidbar is three books so you have three plus three six and then divine seven okay so <clears throat> the marasha he says the nicest thing the marasha says this why was the letter nun used Okay, first of all, why is it reversed? Why is the noon reversed? So the Balatorim brings one opinion. The Ben Ishchai brings another thing. Okay, watch this. The Balatorim says, the noon is reversed. And Rashi says this. To tell you that this is not the place of the parasha. Where is Vayibin Saron supposed to be? 
So Balatom writes, it's supposed to be 50 parashiyot. Parashiyot means not parasha of the week, but this parasha of stuma, aptucha. You add them up, there's 50 leading into Parashat Bamidbar. That's pretty bit, that's pretty short, you know, from Bamidbar until Parashat Balotcha, 50 Parashat already, because Naso is pretty big, all the Parashat Degalim and the Korbanot and the Si'im, it's a lot. So it leads up to 50 with the Patuach and Satum. So the right place of this Parashat and so on is right after in Bamidbar, where they're talking about the Degalim and how the positioning of the three Shvatim on each side and how they move. So that's where it's supposed to be by Yibin Tzoharon, okay? So that's why the Nunim are reversed. Ben Ishchai says something even nicer in his book, Ben Ayahu, Ben Yada. He says, if you take the, numer- the, the numbering of the letter Nun, how you do that? So you're Aleph, Bet, Gim, right? Zayin, Chetet, Yud, that's 10. After Yud, you have Chaf, that's 11. Lenger, Chaf, Chaf, Sofit is 12. Lamed, okay, 13. Mem, regular, 14. Shlos, Mem, Mem, Sofit, 15, noon, 16. So he says, if you count from Baibin Tzaron to the beginning, and we don't look at the parashat Tumot, only parashat Ptuchot, the 16 exactly. And the place of that is there. So that's the noon, nicely explained by the Ben Ishayos. Okay, so it's the right place. So now the Marsha says, according to both explanations in the Gemara, the first one, where it's Lehavdil bin Pu'anut, Lehpu'anut, so we put Baibin Tzaron, first of all, what, what does it do? What does it help? They got punished in the end. What, what happened after Vayibin Saron? They started complaining about the mana. They started Asaf Suf, right? They started complaining about the, the, the Torah and the Derech. And they got punished. The two parashat right after Vayibin Saron is ready. Boom, boom, boom. Take a look. Just I'm going off this off tangent. From this week's parasha, Ba'alotcha, until the Bena Mitzarim, every parasha has machloket and ktatot and challenges and conflicts against Moshe Rabbeinu. Every parasha. Shlach against Moshe Rabbeinu. Baalotcha against Moshe Rabbeinu. Korach, okay, Balak, Chukat, with the hitting of the, of the rock. Every parasha until you get to the beginning of the Ben Mitzarim is there's challenges against Moshe Rabbeinu because that's basically what's happening here. Is the, 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 and and summer, it's, it's amazing. It falls in summer break. <laughs> summer break is the parshas that are like, you know, bombas, are like killers. Because this is, the, this is the test of the summer. The test of the summer is that we're faced with challenges and because of a lack of emunah and tzaddikim, so we submit to the, we fall in the challenges and out of frustration, the challenges, do you blame the tzaddikim for the advice you gave or not? You're saying, I followed your advice, look what happened to me, look at it now. So every, every parsha, when the yidin are, are breaking out to Moshe Rabbeinu, it's because they say, you know, we're following you and we have these challenges and we're frustrated, so we break it out on you. That was the whole, that's the whole Nisayon. Who's the one who stood up? Who the one who stood up? Yeshua Binun. So the Ben Ishchai says something amazing. The Nun, <laughs> the Nunim, is referring to Yeshua Binun. He's called Yeshua Binun because he's the only one, one of the few, that hold up to the challenges. What does it mean to hold up to the challenge? What does it mean? It means that even if you fall, you don't start now blasting out, I don't need the tzaddikim, I don't need the Torah. Have, I, I spoke to someone recently. He knows a girl from Satmar from New York. She fell off totally. Why? Why she fell off totally? She said, because I'm, I don't want to be in the, the, the mindset of Williamsburg where, you know, a woman is just to, to, to get married and to bring in children. I don't want that. So someone said to, said, said to her, so if that's the case, be maybe modern orthodox. Why drop everything? Why, why fall off totally, you know? The, the, the idea of giving a mecha'ah to fall off totally, that's the test. 
do you hold on and start again and, and grab whatever you can or say no I don't want I'm interested that's the, the challenge against Moshe Rabbeinu that's all these parsha. that's the whole big Nisayim who holds on someone who's a bin nun Yeshua bin nun that's what the idea of the nun okay so now going back the Marasha he says according to both explanations in the Gemara whether it's the first one is lahavdil bein puranut le puranut or whether the second explanation which is just to make you a new sefer in itself the letter Nun is appropriate. The, the first Nun, which is negative, it's the Nun that's bad. Which Nun is bad? The Nun that's missing in Ashrei, right? If you look at Ashrei, there's no Nun. Where's the Nun? Somech Hashem lechol It's hidden there. Because Nun is a nefilah. It's not good. Okay, regular Nun is not good. So the Marsha says, on that Nun, that's the first explanation in the Gemara where they say, Lafrid bein puranut puranut. So the Nun backwards, dafka Nun, it's to tell you that this is the nefilah, that's not good. And according to the second explanation, which is something positive, that's a new sefer in itself. So the nun refers to the nun sha'are bina, the nun sha'are kedusha, the nun, the nun sha'arim. There's the concept in the, in the Kabbalah of the 50 gates. The 50th gate is why that's the keter. Right? In Sivata Omer, we count multiples of seven. Seven times seven weeks, you get 49. And then Shavuot is the cake. What's the cheesecake? The keter. Kaiser, 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 Yudnulechu, right? That's on Shavuos. That's Shavuos. You get the Keter, you get the crown, okay? The crown is called the Nun. Okay. So this, this, what the Marsha says, that it's the Nun, it means, it can mean this and that. Rabbi Nachman in the Kutimuran, Rabbeinu, in the lesson Torah Kavdalet, he puts them together. He says like this. The Keter is Nun, yes, okay? The nature of the Keter, what is the Keter, by the way? According to the Kabbalah, the Keter is what separates us from the Ebishter. Beyond the Keter in the Kabbalah is what's called Or Ensof. That's access to the infinite. What does it mean, Or Ensof? When you in your life are ready for a new level of, of Havana in Yiddishkeit, in Avodat Hashem, the only way for you to get to it is you have to get pass through the Keter. So Rabbeinu says in Torah Kavdalet, what is the nature of the Keter? The Keter pushes you back. The exact opposite of what you would think. You would think, he says in the Torah Kavdalet, that the, pr- the process begins by being besimcha. That's why I told jokes in the beginning, to make you guys happy a little. By being besimcha, doing mitzvot besimcha, so you're on a momentum, you're on a, you're on a, you're on a what's it called? You're, you're on, you're, what's the word in English? You're on a momentum, you have, you're, you're on the road, you're, like, you're, you're going. You're, you're on a roll, that's the word. You're on a roll. So you're going up and up and up and up and up. So he says in Torah Kavdalet, when you're now ready to perceive the, to get to the Keter, which means access to the infinite, the Orient Sof, so what do they do? They do what's called the Betisha. They push you back. Okay, this is the idea of the Nun switched. The, no, the normal letter Nun, when you're writing from, in Lashon HaKodesh, you're writing from right to left. So the opening of the Nun, which is good, in other words, entrance to the Nun, is from right to left. That means the next letter is fitting in with the Nun. When we switch the Nun, and the Nun, like Kiryachol, is turning its back on a person. It's backwards. You know, I'm going to, I'm, I'm, I'm writing the Nun backwards, I'm hitting the, I'm banging into the wall of the Nun. I'm supposed to be going from right to left, but there's a wall. If now I'm writing a regular noon from right to left, so it's good. So the, I start off with the, 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 the wall of the other noon, and I go to the opening of the noon. That's great. That's what I want. I want an opening in life, okay? When it switches, as if they're saying, no, go back. The idea of noon hafuch is pushing you back. So he says, Rabbeinu, in Torah Kavdalit, your whole success in advancing in life 
is how you take that push back. If you take it b'simcha, if you take it with savlanut, patience, which means you know that this is in preparation for something good, as opposed to what? As opposed to most people, when they get a crash back, what is the first thing they say? Hashem doesn't need me. Hashem doesn't want me. Hashem doesn't want my tefillin. You know, I should be normally davening at 7 in the morning, 6 in the morning, nets. What is this? You tell yourself, I'm waking up at 12 in the afternoon, and I'm going to daven shacharis like 5 minutes before Sofzev, before Chatzot Yom, as if Hashem wants me after that? So the person has this feeling of negativity, and this causes, without him knowing, Yehush. And with the Yehush, the rest of the day is... Uh, and his attitude is in, and his whole love of the Hashem just went, he like, he has, doesn't have that brand that he had five, six months ago in learning Gemara, in, and working on the Midot, he was serious. When this man begins normally in Cheshman, the normal attitude of Yidin all over the world, it's a fresh kite, it's a new year, the year's beginning now, I'm going to head on full force, and then they start getting smacked, it takes five, six, seven months, you get, you get to summer months, summer months, you're burnt. <laughs> burnt, I'm wasted, there's nothing left of me, Minimum, minimum. But that fire that I had in Cheshvan, it's like gone. What happened? This is because the, the way you take the betisha back, ah, that shows that who you really are. What, who, what does it mean who you really are? He says, if now you are always someone who's trying to be besimcha. What does that mean you're always trying to be besimcha? You're doing your mitzvah besimcha. What does that mean? That means that however the mitzvah is, you're happy with it. I wake up 9 in the morning, I wake up 10 in the morning, I wake up 11 in the morning to Dhamma Chakras, I'm still Bismcha. I didn't lose it. I didn't say, you know, me, I was davening nets all winter, and now I get up at 9, 10, 11 to daven. If you're still able to be Bismcha in your Avodat Hashem, be happy whatever you're doing, ah. So you show that when you get the Keter and you get the bounce back, you'll take it properly. Sof Ma'aseh, how you took it in the beginning with a positive angle because of the simcha that you have. So when you get knocked off, you don't crash. I have the joke. You heard the joke maybe 5,000 times. A breast, the breast of us, they drink seven up. Sheva ipot tzadik, welcome. Seven up, right? Up. You get back up. That's the idea. What's the chidush? Most people, when they get knocked back like this, they stay there. They say, it's so not for me. Hashem doesn't want me. And they accept the life. But the person now who's besimcha, he knows when these things happen, this is part of the process. So when he gets bashed back, and he gets bashed, okay. He forgets, if, we're not saying we're Superman and I'm the Tzaddik Ador and I'm super duper and I don't have crashes. I have major Yeridas, but the Chidush is, is I get back up afterwards. That's the Chidush. I don't stay there. I get back up, I do whatever I can, okay. And if I stay there for a few days because I'm heavy, it passes. I now, what's my instinct? Is I get back up as opposed to other people who are not besimcha and don't value the imperfect mitzvahs. You know, the people, they say all or nothing. Hashem, all or nothing. Or you let me do shachras and tefillin like Moshe Rabbeinu, or I'm not interested. I want or the maximum or nothing. No. If you are able to build yourself to be happy with any way you daven, azamra, Rabbeinu's famous azamra, okay? So this will have its repercussion. You'll see the results of that, when you're about to reach the Keter, which is, in your personal life, a new level. It's a new level. If it means, for example, getting married, or a new Havanah, Avodat Hashem, a new devotion, you're reaching a new level, which only you understand, obviously. So before you get that, you have to face the Keter, and the Keter tests you, the noon backwards, it pushes you back. Okay, it pushes you back. I didn't say, but the Marsha explains, why is noon referring to Shar Hamishim? 
Because the parsha of Ayyubin Tsaron talks about what? Bin Aaron. What's in the Aaron? Shivrei Luchot. What was Shivrei Luchot? That was the light of the Shah Hamishim. The Zohar says about the Luchot, they came from a different world. It's like a, it's like a different world experience that was in the, in the Aaron. And in Parsha of Ibn Tsaron, it's, it makes sense that the letter Nun is, is referring to it because it's a Shah Hamishim. And in our context, it's a, that's exactly it. That when now you're facing the Shah Hamishim, the Nun, the Keter, the attitude is Nefila. <laughs> that's why the Marsha says it's also noon for Nefilah and it's also noon for the Keter because Hai Nuhach, it's the exact same thing the, the attitude of the Keter when you're ready to reach it it pushes you back okay how you take it that's the whole thing so now what's to answer the first question it's not it's not Muvan de Pshat Lahavdil Ben Puranut Le Puranut to go back what is, what is the first Puranut the first Puranut was not that they, they, they ran, okay, the, the Jews were like a, a tinok, sheborech min abet sefer. fine. But where were they going? They're going to Eretz Yisrael. So what does that mean? That means that, that the Yidin were anxious, yella, after all the Torah we're learning at Har Sinai, I want to do it now. Where's the main doing of the Torah? In Eretz Yisrael. So now, where they're headed to? Eretz Yisrael. So that they were running, and they were impatient. You hear this? Impatient for the next level. That was the pgam. The pgam, and this is something Rav Nassim, he goes in this. He says the, the, the majority of reasons why people fall in life because they're impatient. For Kedusha, we're talking about. You want to already advance. I want to get married already, Hashem. I want this. I want to get up chatzot already. I want to lose weight already. I want to be kadosh. I want already the next level. You want something good, but you don't have patience. You're not ready yet. And, and by Shemaim, one of the biggest tests Isav la nut. All the damages Rav Nassim brings in the Kutalachot throughout the history of Am Yisrael, all the damages because people didn't wait. The first one, the first Adam and Chava, they didn't wait until Shabbos. If they would wait until Shabbos, Sav la nut. They couldn't, they couldn't. You were almost there, Adam. You didn't have to eat from the Etzadat Tovra. I just waited a little. Shabbos, you could eat from the Etzadat Tovra. In Baya. Hashem said on Friday, Shabbos, you're, you're okay. Savlanut already, always, all the tests is a lack of Savlanut. That was the Pagam. That was the Puranut le Puranut, okay? So the noon coming in, Vaibin Soaron, coming in to separate the Puranut of them running from Harsina in order to get there at Israel, which is the Chorah good, but it's <coughs> a Pagam of Savlanut that's reflected in the noon turned back. You don't have Savlanut, so you're going to nofel. If you're not ready yet, Rabbeinu talks about this concept in Sefer Midot that when a Talmud gets <coughs> revealed too early in life, when a Talmud becomes like a Rebbe or somebody, it's like, it's like a miscarriage. It's like a Nefer. It's like the it's a Makava Nefer Chasasharim. It's like a baby who, goes, who comes out of the world, into the world too early, premature. The same thing that a Talmud who's not ready yet, and by extension, Rav Nassim says, any, any, anybody, you're waiting and waiting, Hashem, when, when, Matai, Matai. When, when already am I going to have the next stage and you don't have the patience Hashem says wait more you're not ready yet not ready yet be careful if you jump in you're going to pay the price and it's going to be big time so yes the Torah is telling us that because of the first poor Anut that they were impatient what happens when you're impatient so then you crash at a level that you can't handle so that was what caused the Asaf Suf and they're complaining about the mana, and they're complaining about the miraglim, the miraglim and the shonara, but it's Israel. All these, you, you, when, you, when we read the Torah, if you just step back for a second, 
you say to yourself, Rabbonah Shalom, this is Dor De'a. These people, they had everything. And I can't get over that they're doing Lashon Hara in Eretz Yisrael. They're screaming at Moshe Rabbeinu who took them out. They were just in Egypt. They were just suffering in Egypt and everything. And these same people now have the chutzpah to speak like this against Moshe Rabbeinu. He did for you such goodness. What happened? Was it a different person? What happened? It's because, again, they're premature. They're impatient. They ran to try to get to the next level. They were not ready for it. So when they have the bash of the Keter, the noon, they crash big time. And that's the Asaf Suf and all, every, everything. They say the noon after. It's not just in Parashat Malotcha, but it's Shlach, Korach, Balak, all the, all the unfortunate incidents until we get to Pinchas and they're ready for the Ben Mitzarim. Is when we mourn over it. The Ben Mitzarim in Breslev, there's a big Zach to say a specific tefillah on Torah Samach Zayn Tinyana. There's a beautiful tefillah of Ravnosin about the Hespedim of the Histalkut of the Tzadikim, that we feel empty. That, we're, that so we, we, we then mourn for the damage we caused by being impatient, and by that we lose the light of the tzaddikim because we're pegamin the emunah the tzaddikim because we're frustrated because we can't handle the crash so we have nowhere to turn to so we let out our anger on the Torah on Hashem kivyachol chasasham on the tzaddikim so all this is because of blemish in the noon that's what it comes to show us so going back the secret to being a binun is simcha simcha. That I, and he says, Rabnosin, you have to work a lot on being besimcha, even if it's telling jokes, acting funny, giving thanks to Hashem, Azamra, Nekudo Tovot, seeing the, the big picture, and you have to be very accustomed to it. Why? So, whenever a difficulty happens, since you're so used to act, working on simcha, it becomes like automatic, you know where to go. For example, when you're davening and you have in your subconscious, my goal is to daven besimcha. When you're learning, it's to be besimcha. When you're walking on the street, to be besimcha. When you're saying a bracha, you, you're working so much on the midah of simcha, so it becomes a part of all the mitzvot you do your whole life. And that way, when you do have a crash, chasr shalom, you know already where to turn. You know, all this happened because I'm not besimcha. I know that already. I know that. So you know what you have to work on. As opposed to someone who doesn't know, so he goes to like 500 rabbis, each one tells him something else. You got to do, you have to do 550 fast. 550 uh, that feel in the mikveh you have to you know, go to some summer camp up upstate New York and, 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 and do sigufim there I don't know what have to, they, they tell different things but the main thing he forgot which is what to be besimcha because a person besimcha he wouldn't need this frustration of turning to 5,000 eights and everything so this is what Rabbeinu teaches us in lesson Kavdalit and Rav Nosen in the Kutalachot he goes on oof Hoda'alachavav is about 70 Six Seifim, it's one of the longest Likutalochis, and his whole thing is to show a person how they have to work on the Simcha a lot, and there's what to be happy about, and we don't know, you, have, you do all the, the techniques, the tactics to be Simcha, and with the Simcha, Ki Simcha Tetzeo, you get out, you get out of what you're stuck in in life, it's unbelievable. So with that, we finish Yeratzon, which we Zocher, to be a Binun, Yeshua Binun, that's why it's called Yeshua Binun, his father's Nun, because he's the son of the Shah Nun, he's able to hold on, this is, this is Parshat Shlach. Who sticks up for Moshe Rabbeinu? Yoshua and Kalev. Yoshua doesn't need to go daven in Hebron. It says, Vayavo at Hebron, right? Rashi says, who's Vayavo? Vayavo, Vayavo, Kalev. Kalev had to daven in the schut of Rav Mitzag Yaakov. Please daven for me. Yoshua didn't need that. Moshe Rabbeinu took the Yud from Hashem's name, right? Vayikra Moshe lehoshea binun Yehoshua. Rashi says, what's Yehoshua? The Yud K, Rashi says, Ka Yud K, 
Yoshiacha Meatzat Amiraglim. He says himself that the Yud is coming to form a new word in Yoshua's name. Yud K in Hoshea. Ka Yoshiacha. That's the so the Yud added to Yeshua is a Yud which is technically from Hashem's name. Okay. So this is the power of Moshe Rabbeinu, the, the power of, of Yeshua's emunah in the tzaddik, in the eight of the tzaddik, even when everything is dark, he holds on. So the tzaddik takes the yud, puts it in his name, so that he can stand up to the test. So, you're at son, we should be zochot to be strong on simcha. That's the main thing. Rav Nossin writes in his letters, I saw it again this week, in the beginning, this is the letters, Alim Shufa, letter 50-something or 40-something. He says, my son, Rav Yitzchak, take it from me, that we work, invest in simcha. And even if you see other breast livers, they're not happy, and they're going off as like a Tisha B'Av, Partsuf, like that, don't learn from them. That's not the Emes. That's not what I received from Rabbeinu. I received from Rabbeinu that a person has to work on being B'Simcha and to invest in it, even if it requires Mili D'Shtuta, Mili D'Bdichuta, acting funny, acting sitting, Yeratzonish B'Zoche, to switch back the noons, that we can have Mamash, the Shara Noon, and the Ain Sof that's revealed for the nation. All right. Shloyach. Okay.